Hi, I'm Paul Listick, and welcome to Behind the Curtain. Well, good afternoon, everybody, or good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this. It's Paul Lissick from WGN-TV. Welcome to Behind the Curtain with a podcast. And if you don't know that music, you will, because that is one of the incredible songs uh, that is going to be part of the show Paradise Square, a new music coming to Chicago before Broadway, November 2nd to December 5th. And actually, later in the show, I'm going to talk with the producer of that show. We're going to specifically talk about Paradise Square. It's amazing. But now I want to talk to Eileen Licario of Broadway in Chicago because we've got a whole series and 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 um, uh, season to look at. Um, I love Eileen. We've worked together for years doing my Broadway in Chicago backstage show. Eileen, thanks for joining me. Well, and thanks for playing that uh, music because you know it gives me chills. It's such wonderful music for Paradise Square. It's definitely a must see for all your listeners. Well, and you know, because I was going to, oh, I was actually going to open the interview with some music from Hairspray, maybe Oklahoma, maybe, hey, these are some great shows coming, but Paradise Square is, is such, a, such a killer that I just, I said, you know what, that's the one I'm going to use when we go throughout the show. So we're going to hear a little bit more of that as we go. First of all, it's been, Lord knows, 17 months, 18 months, Broadway in Chicago is back. How does it feel? And for people, I've gotten some calls, I'll be honest, people are like, I don't know, am I ready to go back to theater? Give everybody comfort that it's time to return to Broadway in Chicago. Well, you know, I mean, we were all in the same place a couple of months ago, but now I'm feeling we've gone through a week of uh, sold-out performances with Rent, and the audience unanimously uh, had the most wonderful comments about being back in the theater and feeling safe being back in the theater. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've prepped the buildings in a way uh, with ventilation and also with uh, all kinds of new things like touchless uh, bathrooms and so on to really just make sure that we've done everything we can to make everyone safe. In addition to the fact that the audience is so wonderful. They're all wearing their masks. I We saw no resistance, and everyone enjoyed the fact they felt like it was just a little something to give up so that they could enjoy being in a room, watching theater, and coming out with a, a unique experience. And, and I'll tell you what, in Chicago audiences for theater, we're so hungry for this. What we've gone through We'll do anything you need us to do to make this happen. And I know those open, opening night of rent audience went nuts. People are crazy as it's happening on Broadway as well. I want to talk about the season coming up for folks who want to buy the, the series package that has about six shows. Now there's another 20 shows we can talk about. I'm going to try and get as many in with you as I can, but I want to talk about, um, the, the series package that people would buy. It kicks off with Paradise Square on November 2nd, but I'm going to talk to Garth about that one. But from there, you bring some classic shows, Oklahoma, Hairspray. Talk about well, the series have, package. Oh, Oklahoma is is not your grandmother's Oklahoma. It's the new Oklahoma, yeah. and it's very <laughs> exciting. 
Um, and hairspray, you know, it's we always want to bring back something very familiar to our audiences. And hairspray is just one of those shows that leaves you dancing and snapping your fingers when you walk out. And then Hades Town, last last year's, or I should say, two years ago, Tony Award winner because we missed a year in between. And then. To Kill a Mockingbird, which is an incredible play, and I always like for our audiences to be able to see killer plays like that. And then Ain't Too Proud, which is definitely my era of fun with The Temptations. Mine as well. And and by the way, I've seen all those shows on Broadway. You're right. Oklahoma, not your grandmother's Oklahoma. Hairspray is always just such a joy. Now, Hades, and by the way, Oklahoma here, people can go to the website, broadwayinchicago.com, check out the dates. Oklahoma's January, Hairspray's most of February. But then we go to Hades Town, which is in March. It's an amazing show. Uh, Andre DeShields and Reeve Carney and incredible people on Broadway. And I got to tell you, I was really hoping that would be here for like a year. But people really have to get the series because we've only got a couple of weeks to see it. That's right. And you never know. You know, sometimes uh, Broadway in Chicago is able to bring back these shows once people get to see it and know that it's something that everybody should see. So um, it's definitely an unusual musical that I loved, and I think everyone else will love it too. So who knows? Uh, We always hope for a big return. So maybe that'll happen with this show too. And people should know that To Kill a Mockingbird, it's, it's billed as Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, which, of course, it is the classic story um, that people will, will remember, except this one has a revised book by Aaron Sorkin. This one is just spellbinding. I, it's so moving. I mean, I remember when I saw it on Broadway, I just sat in my seat and was sort of like glued, like, like I couldn't get up because there was so much swirling in my head uh, from the show. It's just such a poignant and powerful story um it's story really storytelling at its best and sorkin did a brilliant job of adapting and uh then also in may of next year ain't too proud we talked about the life and times of the temptations um just great fun it it, it looks like you come up with a series to just get people happy again but there are so many other shows people can add on and come to see and i think right if you're a series subscribers you you get special and early access to these other shows right Yes, you get access to all the shows at Broadway in Chicago, whether they were on past series or whether they're um, uh, coming up uh, in the future. So um, there's so many things. Like right now we have uh, What the Constitution Means to Me is coming, which is sadly the show that actually closed. It's the last. It is the show that got closed by the pandemic, and now it's coming back at the opening of uh, what I would like to call post-pandemic, but of course we're not there yet, but we're getting closer every day, I think. And uh, that, that, and I believe that was the last show that I saw. Uh, so It was so good. Is that back at the Broadway Playhouse where it was? Yep, yep. It's back at the Broadway Playhouse. Okay. Then we have Beautiful and Frozen and Leslie Odom Jr. with a Christmas tour and The Play That Goes Wrong, which was a hugely popular comedy that uh, went to one of the bigger houses and now is going to uh, give us a run at the Broadway Playhouse, which will be a lot of fun. Pretty Woman, um, Come From Away is coming back, Simon and Garfungal, which has been a huge hit every time it's come. Uh, And the one I'm waiting for is Moulin Rouge, just a sensational musical. And oh, yeah. Now, have you seen have you seen Moulin Rouge yet? Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Okay, it's it's jump out of your seat. 
over the top. It is musical theater at its best. And, and that I sat in the front cocktail. I don't, I'm sure this can't be set up the same way, but in New York, there's these front cocktail tables. Are you doing any theater modification to make this work, or it'll be shown as a trick? Because you're right. I mean, it's so hard you to describe. Know, I, we're going to be the opening uh, of the tour, so I'm sure they're going to try to pull out every stop that they can possibly pull out in Chicago that is doable to tour. So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it will look very much the same. And then you mentioned six, which actually was it started here in Chicago, right over at um, I think it was Shakespeare uh, Theater over on Navy Pier, went to Broadway. It's a huge hit and now coming to Broadway in Chicago. That's right. We're so lucky. I mean, we had to wait. I mean, gosh, knows. I think six changed its dates four times over the pandemic because we were so anxious to get it into Chicago. And uh, now it's coming in for a long run. And uh, we're so happy because it is like a huge hit uh, on Broadway. It's, uh, I think it's, um, topping all the charts, the Broadway charts. And, and w- for- what's great about it is that it's going to be the very first show that it, the very first city that it comes to out of New York. And of course it's a, it's a, it's a happy go lucky show about all of Henry VIII's wives that had were beheaded, right? <laughs> yes. A uh, happy go lucky is an odd. It's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a rock show that just illuminates the story. Uh, All I can say is there are many people who don't necessarily know about the six wives that will definitely want to know more about them after they see this and won't be able to stop singing the songs. But things like Moulin Rouge and Six coming to Chicago first, that is what we're all about, and we are so happy to bring it to people right out of Broadway. But there is great more fun. There is the prom and Jersey Boys coming back. Fiddler on the Roof coming back. You know I'm there for that one. And My Fair Lady, The Devil Wears Prada, and Jesus Christ Superstar. It, you've come back gangbusters, Eileen. Broadway in Chicago is back big time. Yeah, and it makes me smile just to hear you say that. People can get tickets for the series. And as I've said, I've had a couple of calls, people that know I'm so close to, to doing all this theater, and they've, they've asked me what I thought. I said, yes, go back. It's safe. It's worth it. And, they're, and they are, by the way. It was Paradise Square especially that they went, well, I haven't heard of it, so you know, do I want to see it? And I went, absolutely. It will blow your socks off. Let people know where they can get their tickets and get their series. They have to go to broadwayinchicago.com. That's the one-stop shopping and the official place where you can get all these shows and you can learn about all these shows and uh, read more about them if you're curious about more about what they are, what the story is that they tell. And then uh, you link right to ticket purchases there. So it's the best way to get your tickets. Eileen Lucario, Vice President of Broadway in Chicago. Incredible, incredible season coming up. I need to spend more time on Paradise Square because it's new. It's going to blow everybody's socks off. And I'm going to be talking to Garth Drabinsky, who is the producer of it. But first, here's a little more music from Paradise Square.
And that is more music from the incredible song, I'd Be a Soldier. You'll understand that. We're going to talk a little bit about the plot of uh, Paradise Square. Joining me now is the producer of Paradise Square. Uh, the show will be running from November 2nd to December 5th. And Garth Drabinsky, I will tell you, it's not typical that I would bring a producer on to talk about a show. You know, you, and, and by the way, next week we're going to be talking to some of the cast members of the show. But to go for a producer, a little bit unusual, I think. But you are unusual because people need to know you're the guy that created and, and produced Ragtime, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Your shows are unbelievable, and I have no reason to assume the Paradise Square is anything less than the, all the ones that we've come to love from you. Well, thanks, Paul. It's uh, nice to hear your voice again, and uh, it's good to be with you. Um, let's tell people what this is about. By the way, I'm going to go ahead and give a plug uh, for people that watch my Broadway in Chicago backstage show um, soon. Actually, once this uh, 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 show is available, very soon after that, Comcast is going to be making a 30-minute show where I sit with the cast and you um, and Moises Kaufman, the director. And it's just incredible 30 minutes to get you ready for Paradise Square. Check out the Comcast Network, Channel 100, or On Demand, of course. But uh, what is the story of Paradise Square? Because I have this, you have this thing, Garth. You wanna, I think you wish you were born in the second half of the 19th century. Well, I'm certainly attracted to uh, the history. I'm attracted to the socio-political circumstances of that time. And I'm attracted to, to the minority disenfranchised groups that were trying to find their way in America. And that's what this is about. Um, a story of the Irish immigrant who had left Ireland during the famine to come over to to America, and they settled in this very very uh, deleterious area called the Five Points, um, known as really the, the the first scum of America. Dickens visited the Five Points in in eighteen forty one, and couldn't believe how how run down and and how tragic it was in terms of of its environment. And the other group that that, are, that we meet in the Five Points is is the the African American freeborn and those who had managed to escape slavery and come north. And and the two groups, for some miraculous reason, ended up uh, amalgamating in terms of their relationships and finding a, a racial equilibrium. And ultimately, a love and affection and marriages grew out of these relationships. And this is all during the Civil War. And then, and then Lincoln announces a draft which changes everything and, and compels the splintering of these relationships as a result of the draft. And so we have these characters that have this, these powerful stories set with this background and they're forced to deal uh, with the splintering up of their relationship and, and the future in America. And it very much parallels in so many ways the stories that Americans are confronting today, and that is why the emotions will run high in, 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 the, in, in the theater. Uh, there will ultimately be great hope and aspiration at the end of the show and great exhilaration felt but it's a deeply emotional and powerfully emotional show. And, and I think that that's, you know, ultimately what will make it uh, so memorable for an audience. And I'm a student of history, and, I, and, and I, I feel stupid because I did not know about this 
Am I really that out of it, or did you find that a lot of people don't know this particular aspect of our history? No, a lot, a lot of people do not know this, this story, and it's a real story. And if you do any, any reading on the history of the Civil War and the history of New York during the Civil War, and specifically the five points, all of this uh, will, will come to uh, the forefront. I do want to put one thing to rest, because when a lot of people do hear five points and they're familiar with that, I'm sure you know, their mind goes to Gangs of New York, the Scorsese movie and Leah and all the mafia. That is not what this is about. Yeah. This has got nothing to do with uh, Mar- Martin Scorsese's wonderful movie, which obviously dealt with another chapter of, of the story of the five points. Uh, this is this really this story is not really even touched in Scorsese's movie at all. And uh, uh, so it's, it's a brand new uh, storytelling experience for, for the audience. And, you know, when people see this now, their mind is going to go to George Floyd. Their mind, I mean, we're just going to think about these kinds of the racial unrest in the city. You bought the rights to this story back in 2013. That was pre a lot of the things that we have been living in since. You know, were, were you... Did you look ahead to, to what you thought might happen in this country? Or, or really, has this just been a story that's been our country for, for centuries? No, it's, it, I mean, the story that we tell really is the beginning of the long arc of the civil rights uh, movement in America. Um, and and the, the incredible thing was that in the last five years, the events in, in America, current events in America, began to parallel the story that we were telling. And, and, and finally, they intersected. And, and uh, it, it, it feels like we were prescient about all of this, but we weren't. Um, it just happens that uh, this is a time in the life of this country when, when racism has... has manifested itself in, 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 in its most hideous form in many decades. And the, the issue of immigration in America has become so prominent. Um, and, and we're telling both of those stories uh, amidst a, a brilliant uh, musical of music and, and incredible choreography that will leave an audience stunned by its, its power. Yeah, choreography by the great Bill T. Jones. And by the way, if people are familiar, I'm sure they are with the music of Ragtime, Kiss of the Spider Woman. That is such, especially Ragtime, such powerful music. That That is actually one of my favorite musicals of all time. Now, this show, as we're talking, Garth, has not opened yet, but I will let our listeners know that we had a press conference and you allowed basically five numbers of this show, five songs to be presented for the press they blew me away. And and so I just think for those who are a fan of, of Ragtime or your other shows, they're in line for something that is just as powerful. Can you talk a little bit about the creation of the music? You've got a three-person incredible team writing the music and the lyrics, and it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah, um, I was I was fortunate enough to to meet Jason Howland just as he was steering beautiful to Broadway, uh, the Carol King musical. And and I, I was also meeting Nathan Tyson for the first time as a lyricist. Nathan ultimately brought in uh, a Chicagoan by the name of Masi Aseri, who is a, uh, a, a female 
professor at Northwestern University as well uh, in musical theater, and she's extraordinary. So the three of them have have formed an amazing musical writing team, uh, inspired in part by the music of Stephen Foster, and but. So much of this show is original music uh, from beginning to end. Uh, and, and, and it is, for me, uh, as an exciting uh, a piece of musical theater, in terms of musical content, as anything that I've been associated with, and that is including the music of Candor Neb and including Flaherty and Aaron's and, 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 and even the music of Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein in the case of Showboat. I mean, I've worked with some incredible material over the years, uh, but this show is transcendent musically. Uh, and and uh, uh, I think that the audiences are in for such a treat that they're just, you know, not maybe ready for the impact that this is going to have on, on, their, on their visceral senses. You made the brilliant decision, too, of bringing in Moises Kaufman as the director. People will know him from I Am My Own Wife, from the Laramie Project. Um, I mean, just it, that was just a, a smart move, Garth. Well, we, I knew from the beginning that we were going to need a director who was very strong dramaturgically as well as, you know, staging and, and cultivating performances from a great acting contingent. And Moises was somebody who the late Hal Prince, who was my mentor for so many years, recommended to me early on and said, if you ever get a chance to work with him, you will not be disappointed. And so I was thrilled to be able to reach out to Moises and that he accepted so quickly. And as well, of course, with Bilty Jones choreographically. And our book writers have also been pretty, pretty profound. Um, and and uh, two of them have been African American. One is Christine Anderson and Marcus Gardley, and the other is is Craig Lucas, uh, who is Caucasian. But we needed all <clears throat> of their collective genius to to really find all of the nuance of this story um, because it is complicated. And it's biracial, and 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 given all of the sensitivities of today we we had to be you know extremely extremely meticulous in how we approach the storytelling and once again people can hear some of the names we've been talking about will join me on the podcast in two weeks and on the broadway in chicago backstage show premiering near the end of october i can't let you go garth without acknowledging the fact that you know you might have brought this show to anywhere some shows start in seattle different places uh, you wanted to do something pre-broadway but you're bringing it to a theater which most people would describe the the nederlander theater formerly the oriental which people think is one of the most beautiful theaters in chicago and it is and the truth is it wouldn't be what it is without you and people may not know that you need to tell them well i had the privilege of uh of, of uh working a an economic uh political relationship with the city of chicago and mayor daly back in 1995 and as a result of that um we spent about 30 million dollars in terms of restoring this theater and uh it was all under my auspices that it happened and 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 of course, a great deal of nostalgia uh, comes over me anytime I walk out into the lobby or into the auditorium and see the grandeur of, of the theater. Um, 
built at a time when atmospheric theaters proliferated America. And now, of course, it, 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 it bears the Nederlander name, and I don't think there's any more fitting name that could be on the theater today than the name of Jimmy Nederlander, and, and I'm, I'm proud of that as well. But it's, 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 uh, it was sort of my gift to Chicago in many ways, and Chicago has always been great to me as a, as a theater city, um, as a, um, a demographic and an audience uh, in environment that that's, speaks to culture and enrichment of, of, of lives. And uh, uh, I, I was privileged to be at the Chicago Symphony the other night and heard Ricardo Muti speak to the audience as well, talking about nurturing of the soul that music can provide. And, and I dare say that extends to musical theater as well. And my message to the audience today is, uh, is to run to buy tickets uh, to our show because I think they will be uh, nourished uh, in terms of their soul, in terms of their, their, their history and, and, and understanding the relevance of this story to, to America. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting people and saying hello when I'm in the theater over the next few weeks. Beautifully put. By the way, many people have posted Moody's words, and so, uh, yes, I, I heard those and, and shared them, and I think opening night, I will see you, and um, I can't wait to just, I can only imagine the kind of feelings people are going to have as they walk up the aisles uh, of the uh, Dieterlander Theater. Paradise Square opens, uh, well, in previews, November 2nd. It's going to run in Chicago through December 5th. That is a final date, right? Because you've got to go on to Broadway. We're opening Broadway first preview on February 22nd. All right. Garth Drabinsky, with my thanks for joining me, I have not been this excited about a show in a very long time. Uh, I was mentioning to Eileen, some people have called me. They hadn't heard of it. They're a little bit cautious. Do I go back to, am I ready to go back to theater? And I've said, don't think twice. This is the show that ought to bring you back to theater. I thank you for your time, but we're going to go out with a little bit more from that incredible song, I'd Be a Soldier, now that we understand it. I'll see you opening night, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.